that's a home for you yeah home is where you can walk around in pajamas without feeling unsafe or judged or viewed or vilified home is mostly felt when shared with people you love and people you trust and you feel supported by because that's what makes you feel safe and when you safe among people among a place and then you're home for sure there's a feeling of safety that i think it's it needs to be the foundation what makes a home i mean it is definitely about people of course i guess for me a home it's a place where i can feel um feel safe to be myself at my best and at my worst to me home is a synonym to community welcome home i am morgan oleron and you're listening to season 3 of the humans inside the pods a podcast exploring the power of community one conversation at a time On here we talk about challenges and growth with the people who choose to live with others and share the place they call home. If you're interested in the topic, you might like my book. It's called Have Your Cake and Share It Too, and it's a personal story about the world I grew up in, a world I stepped into, and a world I dream of, or the impact community living had on me. But back to the episode. We had a great time recording it. We sure hope you enjoy it. If you do, Never hesitate to let us know through a review, a share, or a message. It takes a second, but it means a lot. Okay, that already already I was going to start wrong. <laughs> I was going to say, "Hey Jane." I'm like, "Who the fuck is Jane?" <laughs> it's so weird when it's interviewing a French person. I've only done it once I, before I or twice. It's like, uh, okay. Hey Jen, how are you doing? Hi Morgan, I'm doing great and you? I'm doing really good. Thanks. Uh this was so formal. Hey, how are you? <laughs> um <laughs> yes, let's uh let's start. I'm really excited. Uh I I we've been kind of like working together remotely for like almost like a year or something, but somehow we don't really know each other that well. So I'm actually quite happy to uh to do this. Uh so I'm going to let you introduce yourself the way you want to and then we can dive in. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. Um I was really looking forward to it. Um so yeah, I'm Jen. Um I come from France. Uh, as we were saying, hard it's hard to like manage between French and English, right? Yeah. <laughs> um but I come from France. I'm I'm 27. I would say I Usually I would start with like what I'm doing and what I work in etc but I guess that's not what it's about today so um of me I've been a nomad for a few years now I've been living in communities for a few years um I love spending time with people I love and meeting new people as well um I work still <laughs> uh, in events management um a little bit I used to work for agencies and now I work uh, mostly with Chateau Co-living um as a host half of the year and the rest of the year I'm spending traveling um yeah I guess for now <laughs> great yeah i mean for you it's tricky because your job is also very much connected to what we're talking about so it makes sense to exactly. also say what you're doing 
Great, thank you. And because we started talking about it off uh, off record, do you want to tell us a bit about where you are right now? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm staying for a month in Kotor in Montenegro, uh, which is in the Balkans. I'm staying in a co-living, but uh, which is called Kotor Nest, and that is it's been amazing so far. Um, but I'm traveling with a Wi-Fi tribe. Uh, it's a chapter that they organize. So oh, I arrived nice. with a group of 20 other people two weeks ago, and we still have two weeks um, ahead of us. It's been an amazing experience. It's my first time uh, traveling with this kind of organization. Um, and I really love it so far. Oh, wow. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's a little bit a different approach to the other episodes, but um, uh, let's just dive into this i'm interested to to hear what what um i mean i've heard of them obviously but like what's their concept the concept is mostly to bring together people that are like-minded people that work uh, remotely um and are most people are nomads i would say but the goal is to create kind of a curated community of people that would like, get along and will be willing to travel together a few like a month at a time so they organize pop-up every every month or so in different locations um, and i actually negotiated because uh, you get a, you have a membership and then you pay each uh, chapter and that was kind of like my departure gift from my previous company i asked that so nice. <laughs> yeah well done yeah it's, it's been really great um it's a different dynamic than traveling usually in co-livings and everything because it's like a lot of people arriving at the same time you have to create a dynamic uh, all together and it can really go one way or another, I feel. Mm. Um, and it's, again, it's the first time for me, so I'm still learning um, how it works in the process, but people keep doing um, what they call chapters, which are mm. fun. And do away. they have a team on site as well that comes with you and kind of is in charge of like making sure everyone's having a good time or events or something like that? Yeah, there is a, there is a community manager, a host, that is here for the entire month. Mm. And that is in charge of mostly of like getting things started and then making sure that every week we think about organizing the next weekend basically yeah. it's mostly mm -hmm. that and then she's here in case um like anything happened like what with the wi-fi with the property because this time we're staying in the co-living but most of the time i think it's like mostly like airbnbs or like they're booking oh, properties okay. mm. that are not fit uh for this mm. they're looking for the accommodation and you just arrive with your suitcase cool um yeah, but it's much more self-organized than it would be, like, people are very independent in the way mm -hmm. they organize things. Um, it's really like a self-builded community. All right. As opposed to a co-living. Mm -hmm. I see. Interesting. Oh, maybe I should talk to some people. Kind of in, well. in K9, it was uh, like that maybe as well, no? <laughs> yeah, probably, because we have our own, I mean, we no matter what we're doing, we have our own lives. That's the stupid thing to say, but yeah. it's like, because it's like a residential you, mm -hmm. you yeah you it's not digital nomads actually it's people who live in the city who work in the city True. that makes a big difference yeah yeah uh all right but let's talk about you <laughs> <laughs> um do you want to tell us uh, how you ended up in uh, in the industry of co-living how did, what was your yeah. first experience and and what did you like and not like about it? For sure. Um, I guess I'm here today and I arrived here um, because so I've always, I guess, been with 
communities in a way. I come from a big family with a lot of siblings, a lot of people around me. Like the house was always full. Um, then I went to boarding school, which was another like living with sixty girls uh, from fourteen years old to eighteen years old. Like he was, he was wow. a really nice experience. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I grew a lot through community and through living with other people, and I've always loved it. Um, after after boarding school, I moved to my own apartment. I stayed for a few years, and I was always inviting people over. I realized that I needed to be with other people, so I got roommates, and was basically that until COVID. Um, just I was working uh, in a team that I loved. I was like living with roommates and everything. The first lockdown was amazing because I went back home and we were like ten people like staying together, and like, it was great working remotely for the first time and maybe like a year after the first lockdown um we were still with like a curfew in paris i was living in paris at the time and i was my roommate had left to like go back home or something like that and i was kind of i don't know if you've ever had that feeling of like oh okay i'm i'm on this train and my life is on another train and we go parallel ways but i'm not really in it Mm-hmm. I was kind of feeling, yeah. <laughs> totally. Like, like, of... like, yeah, yeah, like you're, you're observing, but you're not. Exactly. You're not the main actor. <laughs> exactly. And and I loved, and I had no reason for that, right? I was living in the city that I loved. I had my job. I still had many friends. But I guess the, the, the main thing, I guess, was that like I was lacking, I was feeling lonely, I think, living by myself and like not being able to go anywhere and Probably a lot of people felt that way. And we were working remotely at the time. Um, so I couldn't go to the office. And the curfew, once again, was like 6 p.m. in France. It was super early. So I say, I said, okay, what I need is a goal or a purpose or a new thing that I can focus on. And my goal at the time was to, I decided to learn Spanish. I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to learn Spanish. This is what I'm going to do. I started to take lessons, and then a few weeks after, I went to my boss and I told him, "So I'm learning Spanish. This is my new goal, and for that, I'm gonna go to Madrid for two months and work remotely for that. Uh, from there, are you okay with that?" And I didn't know anything about digital nomad, about like co-living or anything. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't a thing that I had ever thought about. It and- was just like, okay, I'm gonna learn Spanish. Was your company like remote friendly at the time or were you were you kind of like pushing the first door? It, it wasn't really. I mean, it was an event agency, so mm. it's not at all in our DNA. Yeah. To, like we have to be on site, right? But with COVID, we were organizing only digital events, mm. um, which meant that I could do it from wherever. And I was working on my own project, so I didn't really need to be with my manager all the time. Um, so it was... They were not, it was not in the DNA of the company, but also it was a very small startup. So it was easier to like say, okay, like, are you allowing me to do this? And so, yeah, it was, I didn't push too much, but it was definitely not um, like a a usual thing to do. Mm. Mm. So I left for Madrid for two months and I booked an Airbnb there thinking, okay, I'm going to book just a room. I know there are five of the other rooms. I'm not going to ask who will be with me. I want to be surprised. I want to learn Spanish, right? Um, and I arrived there and I ended up uh, sharing the apartment with like three other French people. 
which was not happy at all. But it was an amazing experience. (laughs) So I didn't learn Spanish, but I had great two months and I came back Mm. to France and I told my boss once again, and because, you know, we always feel that this is the first barrier. It's like, okay, oh, but I have my job. Oh, but this is the first thing that is holding us back sometimes. Um, so I went to my bus and I, and I told him, I think I'm going to leave my apartment. And I'm going to do that full time. Like, I don't want to come back to Paris and I don't want to live there. Um, and he told me, okay, this is going to be complicated with our industry, but we can do half of the year. You can do like when it's high season, you stay in Paris. And when it's not, when it's off season, you can, you can be wherever, as long as you can work remotely and you have Wi-Fi, right? Wow. That's cool. I feel like, you yeah, know, it was nice. But I, he was very flexible with that. And I feel a lot of people had that kind of thought process in the year after COVID. That's how so many people became digital nomads, right? Um, and so I told him, okay, I'm going to stay here for the summer. And then in the fall, I'll find, I'll do exactly like I did in Spain. And I was looking for another so I still didn't speak Spanish. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to go to another <laughs> Spanish-speaking country. <laughs> but I needed to be in a, in a time zone that was relatively close. Um, and I started, I started searching for uh, a place to stay in the Canaries. And completely by chance, I guess, I found nine colleagues websites. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a great place to go. Like, that sounds fun. And... Perfect for what I want to do. So I booked for two months. I did my summer in Paris. I left for nine co-living in October 2021. And yeah, that was life-changing. And I think from the first day I was there, I knew that I wanted to do more of it and move Mm. towards this industry a bit more. I didn't realize at the time what it would mean. Mm. But this is how I got into knowing what co-living meant and what it meant to me, mostly. Do you speak Spanish yeah, now? Like... No, <laughs> a bit more, a bit more. Um, it's it. funny because when I arrived in Tenerife, uh, and I realized that my level was better than when I had left Madrid, and I don't know if it's because in between there were like four months where my brain had time to process. Mm. I don't know if it's something. I think it's possible. It was way better. Honestly, I have that feeling sometimes when I go back to Sweden, where I'm like, whoa, wait, <laughs> I'm good. It's great. <laughs> it's uh, possible. Maybe your brain works that way sometimes. We just yeah. need to let it process. Things. It needs to rest. It needs to organize in the right drawer, right? That's how yeah. I picture it, at least. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Exactly. And so nine, nine co-living uh, was your first. I mean, it doesn't strike me that you're the, this kind of person but weren't you a bit like oh my god I'm gonna live with other people like what is co-living it seems a bit weird or were you just like oh yeah that's fine it's it, it seemed like a concept that I didn't know for sure it was, it was a new thing when I arrived on the website I remember reading all the testimonies of people like people saying oh this has changed my life and and I was like looking into oh are, are these people people I would want to live with mostly mm. it was more about that than uh, the place in itself that looks great, right? And they're telling you, they're telling you, oh, and you have the breakfast and you have the yoga classes and you have all those add-ons. Um, because some, 
people around me were like, but don't you think it's going to be more expensive? And I was like, what? When you're paying rent in Paris, so it doesn't seem that expensive. <laughs> it starts, the bar is very low. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I, would, um, I guess I was more afraid that I wouldn't fit in, that I would be like the newbie, the one that doesn't know um, how it works. And it was more about that than than living with other people. I was excited about that. I was like super happy to know that I would share the house, but it was, yeah, I, w- I guess I was afraid that I would arrive and that there was already a dynamic that was on and I was feeling kind of left out. Probably what a lot of people feel before they go mm, to a coding the first time. How, how um, did you, was it the case? Like, or if it wasn't the case, how did how did they manage to do that? It was completely not the case. I remember arriving, it was on a Friday. My flight had like seven hours delay or something. And I was hmm. like exhausted on a Friday night. Um, and you arrive with all those, not expectations, but all this hope that it will work out and that it will like be a great experience and exactly what you're looking for. And I remember getting in the kitchen and seeing two people just making tea and a girl one of the girls was French and I was like oh again this is happening again they're everywhere <laughs> everywhere <laughs> but she was actually uh we're still friends today like we're going to Morocco once a year together we're doing a little trip um but I remember she was she was telling me oh I've been here for two weeks it's my first experience you'll see everybody's great and have a, such a great time I'm leaving tomorrow uh, and I wish I could expand. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I'm happy I booked for two months then. Because if you tell me that two weeks is not enough. Mm. Um, but no, I realized very quickly that um, it was a good balance of like people that are experienced, people that know, that do that all the time. And people that were like completely new to this lifestyle. And at the beginning, I feel like you don't label yourself nomad or like digital nomad or like living communities you you you're just like oh i'm trying this out so i guess there is less uh, it adds a little bit of pressure at the beginning because you wish you could identify and pinpoint okay this is me now but no people were very open and i guess they also like to meet new people that's why they're here they want to they want to share life so i guess that's why yeah no people were it was it was a great first day i was the morning after like the saturday they were like oh there is a yoga class at nine and then at 11 we go an hour away and we're gonna go do this hike and you have to pack your your lunch and whatever so i was like prepping things in a hurry in the morning and then i was in this car with five people that i didn't know half an hour before and i was like that's pretty cool yeah i want my life to be like that yeah yeah, you you jump in right away, right? It's like there's no time exactly. to think. It's just it's happening. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. Nice. But that's what we like, right? About mm-hmm. living with communities, just that you're making memories without even realizing. Like, it's those small moments that count. Absolutely, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was visiting Kenya the last weekend actually, oh. and uh, I felt like it. I, I was a bit stressed because I hadn't been there in like a year and a few months and I arrived into the kitchen and my friends were making dinner and I it felt like it took half a second and I was back mm-hmm. back in the I started like 
taking the pan or whatever or taking a glass and I was like okay I'm back you know and it, it felt like I don't know it's such a lovely feeling of not feeling like a stranger yeah um, did it feel like home yeah. yes and no I mean the thing is it, it was home for so long and yeah. it's it's a, I think we we go into the last question that I usually ask is like what what, what makes a home right it's like mm -hmm. and I realized the more I've been away from canine like the last three years the more I've really realized that it was it's the people more than the place mm -hmm. and now that I was there it really confirmed that and of course I love the place there's so many memories in different rooms and but a there's still quite a few people that I know and care a lot about, but also a lot of people that were there that made my experience are gone. And mm -hmm. so yeah. it's it felt half home. It felt very cozy. It felt comfortable. I knew things. I knew where things were. I knew how to behave, but it it it, it was missing something. Yeah. Um which which is bittersweet, honestly. But it's I think it's just life. Yeah. Yeah. This is one thing that I've always told my friends since then it's like I won't go back this was my first co-living experience I'm not going back there mm. even though I love the place and like some people that I knew are still there I know it won't be the same yeah and I don't want to like face that oh wow it's, wow it's very brave of you <laughs> but I think it's a it's yeah. a good idea because for so many years I was like I'm gonna move back I'm gonna move back and now I'm like no I'm not gonna move back I can't. You're not the same person anymore. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> There's a few people who've moved back uh, from K9 who moved out mm -hmm. when I was living there and now they're back. And I'm like, wow, how, how are they doing this? It's, yeah, very interesting. I should talk to them as well. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See what they think. Yeah. How oh, is it to be back? It's interesting. But I'm saying that, but in the meantime, like, I'm really happy that I get to go back uh, to Chateau every mm. other three months, right? Even though it's not the same people and every time, even though it's changing. But like, isn't it because, yeah, isn't it because you have a different role there? You're not just there as, you know, you're not just experiencing yeah. the, 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 the co-liver side, but you're also in the kind of like behind the scene kind of. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably. Probably. Also, because, like, the team, like, the core team stays the same in a way. Like, mm. And, for example, this summer, I'm really happy because, like, most of the team are people that I already know and that are coming back. And, like, that also. But it was, it, it's, yeah, it's still hard. Like, I was talking with uh, Salome yesterday, Salome is her, Mm -hmm. other like the third was the third member of the team yeah. she's not in the um, she she's going uh for other adventures mm. for, the, for the summer and so she won't be and i was telling her like for now i don't miss it because i don't realize it but i know the mm. minute i'm gonna go I'm, i was about to say i'm gonna go home and in a way it's, it's how it feels <laughs> um then i will realize that like you're not here anymore and that will be the then each moment is gonna hit but also, um, also it's mostly like, yeah, the, the time that we spent together as a team, like last summer and like last year, like that was, it's kind of, it feels like nine, right? Like it's, 
it's what it was at one point. It will never be the same again. Even if you had been here again this summer, we wouldn't have like the same memories, the same people, the same stories and like moments. Like you, you can never recreate that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really hard for, I don't know if it's a human thing, but it's really hard to to accept that, to accept change and time. It is. And, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It is. Um, but it's, it's great as well. That's what allows us to focus on the present and like on what's yeah, happening right absolutely. now and knowing the job favor is. <laughs> absolutely. No, it's it's a skill to learn to be in the present. Absolutely. And once you manage to do that, it's such a such a gift. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what happened after nine? I'm kind of like, ooh, what's the what's the <laughs> next part of the story? <laughs> after nine, I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave nine, but also I knew I had to once again like move on and just accept that this was an amazing time and a very intense two months where I made incredible people and like, so many memories from this time. Um, but I was so I was kind of afraid of what was coming next because I knew I still had like I. I was going back to Paris for the high season, like as I, as that was the deal, like going back to Paris for two months, working, and then I was able to leave again, like February or March 2022. And there were so many options, right? It's like so many, once you get into one co-living, like every minute someone is mentioning another one and telling you, you should go there and you should try that. And oh, in South America, there's this, so many options, like the world is opening up in front of you and I I was kind of overwhelmed I was like wow like I'm not sure what I want to do and I feel that a lot I felt that like a lot of time I still feel it now sometimes it's like wow so many options what what do I really want to do where do I really want to go and it's this weird realization as well when you're nomad that it's like huh like even if I want it like there is no not really a break there is no going back home because like you're making it along the way so it was like, wow, what was the next step? Um, so I was kind of waiting for a sign, I think. Like, I was waiting for life to, to like tell me, oh, this is where you should go. This is what you should be doing uh, next for the next period of time. And I was on Facebook on this nomad group, and Kata, so Chateau Living owner, she um, had posted an ad saying, oh, I'm looking for a community manager part time only for the weekend to organize events and things like that and I was like well that's my job like that's what I know how to do right I know how to organize events and I don't work on the weekends I only work during the week so that could work and I was talking to other people there in nine and most people knew the place had been to the opening um it was not even a year at the time that it was open and so I sent an email to Katya and I was like hey I guess I fit all the requirements. I've heard a lot about you and about the place. Like, let's see. I would love to do that for three months and to be in Chateau and to be community manager for the weekend. And I didn't realize at the time that it would mean that it would become a career or that it would just like be an actual job. It was more like, okay, I feel like that's what I'm doing online sometimes as well. Like we all participating in like organizing things and building the community. So I was like, I like that part. I like that role. Uh, I guess I could do that. And we had a call and we really got along um, directly. And I think she asked the people in nine that she knew, like, oh, how is she? Like, am I going to work or not? <laughs> and, and yeah, and 
I guess that was the sign I was waiting for, right? And mm. he was like, oh, there's this place, this opportunity at this moment that mm. fits. So I guess that should, that must be it. But I've got to say, I think we were already, I was already working with Katya at the time. And she told me, I have found this girl who works full time as a <laughs> event planner during the week. And she's going to join us on the weekend to be community manager. And I'm like, who is this person who thinks it's okay not to have any day off? <laughs> so didn't realize that's the issue when it's like a, a passion right when you love what you're doing when, when do you stop, yeah, but I mean, to stop. <laughs> so when did you have time for yourself well that was an issue for sure um but i was like this is gonna be three months right this is three months is not a long time three months is like i have the evenings and and that's when i realized that the hardest was not the work-life balance. The hardest, the hardest part was the work-life community balance. The ability to balance mm. the three things, because community takes much more time and energy than we would think. It takes much more time and energy than work sometimes, because you want to be involved, you want to be with people, you want to spend time and share everything. Just me, um, yeah, I yeah, really yeah. feel like this needs. <laughs> Um, so that was a good lesson to remember to, and I'm still learning it, I think, remember that we have to take time for ourselves. And I realize now that I'm really in the, in the, on the verge between being an introvert or an extrovert. Like I need people to function. I need to be with people and that's what I love. But I also have to face the fact that I need time to retreat and to be by myself. And that social battery dies at one point. Yeah, absolutely. Keep on going and going. Yeah. yeah. But it's so interesting what you're saying, like the work-life community balance. It's uh, I think we all experience that. I really experienced that as well. Um, there's so much FOMO. And it yeah. always feels like one has to, one of the three has to go. <laughs> like uh, yeah. When I first moved into K9, I was rubbish at work. Like I would show up at 10 a.m. Like I would, honestly, I mean so embarrassing because I, I'm usually not like that but I just couldn't I couldn't get enough right yeah. and so someone was having a second breakfast and I was having a third coffee and then oh my god I have of to course. work and and then so work really took yeah took the hit and then after that my like life like like more like um mm. seeing my friends outside of the house uh calling my parents or even like going to my mm -hmm. yoga classes in the city community was taking over right so yep. yeah such an interesting balance it's so hard balancing mm. too but balancing so hard to find like, yeah. especially when you're mixing so often we're mixing community and life like community you go you do your yoga with the, with the people right you do the thing with the community and you get completely involved in it but then when work and community get mixed that's when I couldn't find the balance. I was mm. like, how do I do now? <laughs> yeah, what do you do when you're leaving where you work? Or where you yeah. work, where you live? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it was, it, was, it was complicated. And I, I didn't think it would be a big deal because it was only three months. And it didn't end up being three months. It ended up being still going. Um, not exactly as mm. um, the same, but yeah, it was... I didn't realize at the time. I didn't like really, I didn't think it through. 
Um, I wasn't afraid of it. I was really, really excited by the opportunity. I was really looking forward to it. Um, and also I had those two months back in Paris where that felt like a break. There was no more community in between. It was work and life only. Like, and it's like Christmas time. So you see your family, you spend a lot of time with your so by the time like arriving at Chateau, like the, the date arrived, I was feeling so ready like to be back into community living. I was like really excited. And I remember arriving, like meeting Katya, meeting Miranda, that is still a friend to this day, uh, and like a lot of people, like all the people living in the co-living. And I remember thinking, okay, yeah, this is exactly what I want to do. I love this. I love this. I love doing this during the weekend. And Monday morning was arriving and it felt great. Like I, I felt like I could balance it all. And I could for a long time. Um, then work got very intense and like working during the weekends was I never really felt like I was working because most of the time was a like, organizing trips, but also like participating in it, right? You do things with people and as a mostly extroverted person uh that's how you recharge as well like spending quality time with people and meeting new people and this was really really exciting for the first three months um, but i had to go back to paris a lot um, because i went a lot a lot of work and it got too intense we had too much to do and i didn't realize how much the fact going back and doing the three hours train ride every week uh, would impact especially as i didn't have a home in paris anymore so it's always like, hey, can you like, can I stay at your place? Can I stay? So I was living literally out of my suitcase. Like, never oh my really. God. I would have lost yeah. my mind. <laughs> it was tough. It was tough. But but after after the three months, I I talked to my. It was again like I talked to my boss and I told him, okay, you agreed to, to me spending the three months in Normandy. I I was back and forth almost for the entire period of time because of work. So you see, we can do it. You have proof to you that we can do it. Now I want to stay. I don't want to come back. I don't like, I want to stay there. I have the opportunity to stay. And I feel like I haven't lived it fully because I had to go back, back and forth so much. So I decided to, I decided to stay. Katja was open to it. My job was open to it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stay until September, adding six more months. Let's do it. <laughs> no, three more at the time. And it was working really. I took a week of vacation. Uh, I told them uh, we worked off at, at work. I told my boss, like, this was too much. Um, it's not because I'm in the co-living or because I'm working as well in the weekend. It was just too much of a workload. So we worked through that. Um, and the summer, I stayed for the summer. It went really well. And at one point, Katya was like, oh, we should do that more long term. Like, we should think about how we can work together more. And it took me for six months, I think everyone that were at Chateau Coliving during those six months know that I was like, should I leave my job or not? I think everyone knew. Like that I it knew. was like me on my mind. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. Because <laughs> it was hard. It was really hard. I was it was like, should I choose the lifestyle or should I choose a job and a team I love? And but like it's a question a lot of people are asking themselves. Absolutely. Too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do I value more? Mm. And, and it took me a long, really long time to, to yeah, to decide. To decide, and I left the, I left my company 
in tears and like so hard. It was so hard that still like in December. And yeah, since then it's easier because work and community are still mixed, but not all year round. It's like only three months at a time. So I have breaks in between where it's time to refocus on like just life. Um, but it's, it's still complicated. I still haven't found the perfect balance, I think. <laughs> still looking for yeah, it. <laughs> it's really hard. I mean, I think I haven't found anyone who's found the perfect balance yet. I mean, yeah. I feel like I'm still, like I found the perfect spot. I love where I am. But I'm still missing yeah. people. Like I, we don't have a lot of community here yet. And then I thought I'm, yeah. I have a, a, a friend, they are a couple and they live in a co-housing in Cambridge. And we visited mm -hmm. them and the co co-housing is beautiful. And I thought, oh, they must have it figured out because they have friends and they have their job and they have the co-housing. So it's perfect. But they mm -hmm. were telling us, oh no, we're missing the, their, they love nature. Like they, they yeah. know everything about trees and seeds and stuff. And they don't have that. They don't have enough nature around them. So they're like, oh, we're mm -hmm. still missing this. So we're probably going to move. I'm like, shit, no one has it all. No. <laughs> no. And even when you feel like you've arrived at that point where it's perfect and like, yeah. okay, this is everything I've been working towards. This is everything I've wanted. You're not the same person as the one that wanted that. A month ago so <laughs> you cannot appreciate it the same way you gotta keep on moving new needs appears it's like yeah yeah yeah. it's totally yeah. true it's crazy but I, I understand what you're saying about missing like still today i think the balance that is hardest to find is about people from before from before for living from before being a digital nomad from the long-term friends from the family for people that don't have this lifestyle this is what is harder i think this is the yeah. that is harder to find yeah it really is yeah <laughs> even now that i don't move much anymore you know it's still a mm -hmm. different life like i had one of my best friends visiting a couple of weeks ago and she she took vacations to come here and i don't yeah. want to sound like a dick but honestly when we were planning uh she was saying oh I need to ask if I can take this day off and for a second I was like what do you mean you need to ask and then <laughs> and then I were like oh my god don't be that person like of course she has to yeah. ask because she has a job and she's not a freelancer or she's not whatever but I, I was reminded of like yeah like there's so many rules and so many things that stop us from being free and she came here and she had such a I mean I at least that's what she said we had such yeah. a good time and I could see her relaxing and really like having fun we we painting the bathroom like doing things with our hands no. and I'm like mm. oh my god like I want to I, I mean and I'm not saying she should move here I don't know that being in the UK would be you know where she wants to be and yeah. where she would be happy but I, I think people need more freedom like need more yeah. agency on their time uh and we really really lack that yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a way do you feel i don't know if you feel that way but since we're much more flexible we have much more freedom mm -hmm. we're able to decide or the time we want to work the time we want to take off and they mm -hmm. but still still i feel that i'm not um a hundred percent like i still say things like Oh, I'm sorry, I don't have the time to come. Mm. Oh, I didn't have the time to call. 
oh, um, I cannot come to your birthday because I'm there. Like this 100% freedom, like we still have, I feel like we add even more because we want to fit so many things. Like we want to fit the travel and the mm. people and the community and everything. And we still have those um, yes. limits. I, absolutely. I think there's nothing, I mean, full 300% freedom does not exist, right? Because we always have yeah. to live in the constraint of other people around us, of course. Yeah. Um, but I also think it takes time. I mean, I've been I've been kind of like my own boss for like three years, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I feel like only now, like the last three months, <laughs> I've started <laughs> to find a rhythm. I've started to really be the boss of my time before I felt like I was just kind of like freelancing but still like saying yes to everything and to everyone because I was scared mm -hmm. that I wouldn't get enough money blah 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 there was still a lot of fears and there was still a lot of yeah. like constructed ideas of how I should be working uh that I should be at the computer from nine to five blah blah, blah which is ridiculous mm. but I still I was yeah. I mean I've worked in an office for like 13 years before right so I was like yeah. it's hard Your to deconstruct absolutely and now mm -hmm. and I think it's also something to do with the fact that we're settling here and we're so immersed in nature um that we're kind of like adapting to nature's rhythm in a way <laughs> sounds a bit yeah. cliche but it's true and and now I'm much more in tune and I'm I'm, I'm learning to say no to things and and I'm I've, I've had this realization not so long ago that I've always thought, oh, I'm a morning person. I love yeah. waking up early. So that must mean that I have to start working in the morning early. So I mm. do my work early. And I've done that for years. And recently it hit me that, no, I'm a morning person and the mornings are for me. And so yeah. I wake up early and I do yoga. And not like 10 minute yoga because I'm rushed and I'm stressed that I have to be online. I do mm -hmm. an hour or like 40 minutes. And then I drink my coffee and I read a book. And this has changed my life, honestly. Oh, this is amazing. Because before, I was like, oh, I'm a morning person. I'm on I'm online from 8 a.m. But I'm, that that does not make me happy. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. For sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I really question, like, okay, why am I a morning person? Like, what's the point of getting <laughs> up if, if it's just to add, to cramp more work? And, and giving myself this time and start work really nicely around 10 a.m. has really, really changed the way I, I work That's as well. Amazing. Because after I feel so good, I feel like I've had my time, I'm relaxed. Now I can really be super productive for the rest of the day. Anyway, that was a bit <laughs> off topic. No, but it's, <laughs> it's great. It's, it's this idea that we should organize life, uh, we should organize work around your life mm. and not life around your work. And this is so hard to know. It, we're not taught that. We're not told that. No one's telling us that. And that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, what do you think makes a good community manager? Well, um, someone told me the other day, and that I think that was the best compliment like someone could have told me, that I was good at building communities because I was using a mix of inclusion and organization. It's like, like it's, and it was wow. someone that I yeah i really loved it it was so random like someone from this chapter in wife and drive and we were talking in the cab and 
I don't know, I had just posted on Slack a little like reminder of like everything that was going on during the weekend. And that's something I do at Chateau, right? Like this is something yeah. I do every weekend. Like, hey guys, this is what's happening this weekend. And it, I was confused in my mind because I didn't have a clear like schedule. So mm. I send it in the Slack saying like, hey guys, this is what's happening. And she said, oh, this was so useful. And then she got, she said distant. And as I was like, whoa, that nice. is like, so that's nice. what I want to do. <laughs> And so yeah. well observed. It's true. It's true. I mean, yeah. of course, I don't I don't see you live in the chateau, but I see what you post and it feels so organized, but not in a like super boring Excel sheet way. Like you always make yeah. it really nice and really engaging. Uh wow, that that's nice. It's nice when people see you uh how you want to be seen. That's yeah. so lovely. I've had a similar experience. Uh, I was in, in Spain and uh, someone told me that they uh, they admired my quiet leadership and wow. i was like whoa i'm gonna write that down <laughs> i love that See, um, then, yeah those little sentences would make you feel like yes these people got yeah. me <laughs> exactly exactly yeah so, so yeah, i would say that it's, yeah. yeah that's the that's a good answer that's a mm. good answer for me it's like it's I feel like what makes a good community manager first is to be able to be willing to share who you are, what you do, your time, your energy, and the moments, the activities, whatever it is, to mm -hmm. be willing to share and to know that this is the final like goal of a community. It's to be, it's to share whatever there is to share. Um, and I guess being able to set boundaries, which I'm not able to do yet. So working towards it mm -hmm. um and then and then yeah being inclusive being trying to understand what everybody wants but make it easier for everybody to have the best of what works for the common um good i guess mm -hmm. um a mix of of all of that um mm -hmm. i feel like food is very important in communities and yes. <laughs> organize moments around that yeah 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 but sure. yeah but mostly like not organizing too much and trying to yeah remember that life and true connection just uh, is a result of a lot of tiny little moments that we don't realize are impactful at the time they happen mm -hmm. but that's what makes it um an experience that that i want to keep living absolutely <laughs> is there anything else that before i ask the last question that you wish we had talked about or you wanted to mention or share no not really um, um i guess what yeah my next challenge is to learn how to balance it all um and i wanted to I thought at one point it would come on the topic because it's something that is important to mm. me in general and that I wanted to share um, because it might interest people. But um, for a long time, like what was complicated and it's still complicated, more, not on the community side, but on the digital nomad side is like to keep like the healthy, a healthy lifestyle. Like you were talking mm. about the morning yoga and the, taking the time to read and everything and for it's still very hard for me to do that and I would just wanted to share like what uh, Salome and Katar are going to organize in a few months 
that is going to be I wish I could go yeah. but I won't be able that they're organizing a, a month pop-up around building habits for mm. us and like building healthy like sports nutrition self-care mental health related habits that just will help you in this journey and like give you the keys for building this work-life community balance and I really wish I could go but um, I feel like it's going to be an experience that will just, so I guess you can share details in the description. Of yeah, like absolutely. That, we need those kind of keys. Like, at least I need them. Um, we need to be surrounded by that people that have the same issues so that we can find solutions together. And that's also what community is about, right? Mm. Absolutely. I think it's amazing that you're doing that. I, I feel like the the peer pressure of living in community can be both bad and good. Uh, oh, yeah. There is the the bad one. I mean, no one does it with a bad uh, you know mindset. It's just it's, mm-hmm. it's life. But because we're we're having a you know a barbecue or we're having a bonfire or whatever, and it's yeah. always like, oh yeah, sure, I'll have you know a third glass of wine or I'll have the whole pack of marshmallows, <laughs> and because it's fun and yeah. you're having a good time, and why not? But if you do that every day or every second day, it becomes kind of like, yeah. you know, impactful. Um, but then there's also the good peer pressure where, oh, they're getting up at seven to do yoga. I should probably go as well. So I yeah. think, wait, yeah, it's it's so nice to 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 have that. But yeah, we need to, to learn how to also not always do as others do and find what is right for us. Yeah. And, and keep going. It goes going. back to boundaries, right? Mm-mm, yeah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. All right, that's great. I will definitely share about that. I guess I can ask you, I mean, we've touched upon it a little bit earlier. Yeah. But what makes a home for you? Yeah, I guess it's difficult for me now to to say what is what is home because like home is part in Normandy, part here right now, part with people I love, like my family, my uh, friends. But mostly it's um, yourself in all the ways and you can feel seen and heard and understood and yeah i think that's at least for now that's my definition thank you so much dan i i said oh we'll have enough time and now i feel like i wish we had it an flew extra back. hour yeah <laughs> it's so nice to chat uh but yeah thank you so much for for sharing your story so openly and honestly and i think it might like a lot of people are questioning um yeah should they quit their job should they explore co-living so i think and what's what's a community manager so i think a lot of people might be interested in listening to all of this so thanks for sharing um, that's great thank you so much for having me thank you so much for making it to the end you'll find more information about my guest in the description of the episode if you want to share your own experience or know someone who should do reach out i'm always looking for new stories